Welcome to Turn the Page. Design your dream career podcast with me, Tyann. And me, Kyla. This is the podcast we wish existed as we fantasized for a decade about trading our corporate jobs for a dreamy life of passion and travel. We're sharing all of the misperceptions that kept us plugged into the corporate matrix and rat race, including the falsehood that we had to completely start over from scratch versus simply turn the page. We are back for part two of the episode on why the heck are people going back to the office and you don't have to. And here's what you can do instead. In this episode, we're going to talk a little bit more about how we took some of the questions that we gave you in the last episode to continue to uncover and reflect and how we actually took that information and created the the careers that we have now. Because I know both of us started out thinking, well, I'll just find this job that exists. And what I found was there was a version of the job that existed, but there wasn't the whole job that existed. And so for me, I started creating the job that I really wanted because it didn't fully exist in the world. What was your experience? Right. Well, okay, so many good things in what you just said. So one is as a society, if you, you know, again, go back to that industrial age, and this is where those, um, especially like in the 50s, those talent assessments where you or like the military would give all the kids an assessment and here's what you could be, right? Well, they funneled you and there was only so many slots. Well, now... Sorry, that category's close. Right, you know, now either those don't exist or there's stuff that's happening all the time, being created, new things that are happening. So, you know, trying to figure out an exact job title, I think is going to be an exercise in frustration. And this is something I see too, is people will say, well, I've been searching job boards and I can't find the position I like. I'm like, that's probably because it doesn't exist. So, but this is where we have more agency than we think. We have more agency than we think. And what was that thing we were talking about? How women wait to have 100% of all the um, the requirements on job descriptions and men will apply at like 50 or 60%. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So yeah, absolutely. it's, it's yeah. just, it's realizing that we do have more agency than we think and really figuring out, okay, what would make me happy? What would light me up? And then how can I find that, create that, whatever? And that's all good. Yeah, because you can parcel together whatever you want. Right. I mean, I don't know about you, Kyla, but if we look back at where we were in our 20s, could we have predicted this exact thing in our titles and what we would be doing? It's like, yeah, I would have thought you were crazy. Yes. I would have been like, what? What's a Zoom? I mean, it was the 90s. You know, how how would that work at all? How could you do that? What's a coach? Um, You know, how can you make money going into a company and speaking for 60 minutes? I mean, all that stuff. So, but we do know what we did like and then what we didn't. So there were some early whispers. Yeah, absolutely. And we were talking about, you know, there's oftentimes micro moments that happen that we just brush aside. So do you, do you, did you have a moment where you sat outside and had a 30 second coffee break? And what if that were an hour? Is that something you want to put on your dream day? And if it is, then write it down. Oh my gosh. 
Kyla, we have stories about this. I want to jump in with one because it's um, one that I think is just so pivotal. And so we were, I was working in a company where both you and I worked. And one day there was some sort of, you know, whatever meeting, ops review, something like that, one of those kind of meetings. And we were in a conference room that was at the, the yeah. <laughs> we were in a conference room that was at the front. an operations review, uh, by the way. By the yeah, way, right. ops reviews anymore? No. No, that's not on my list of things I want. So being stuck in a stuffy conference room with other people talking about stuff that doesn't matter. But we were in a conference room that was at the front of the building. So one whole wall was glass. And this is what was so funny in that meeting. You know, people are droning on about whatever, putting spreadsheets up on the screen, which is never a good idea. And there were some landscapes. So so oh, my God. Not, I mean, that really is good. Yeah. No. There were landscapers outside who were, you know, one guy with a leaf blower and one dude was doing something else. And I started to notice as I looked around the room how everyone kind of one by one started to stare outside and everyone was just looking at these guys. And so I'm looking at the guys and pretty soon the whole room's looking. And then one person says, um, I'll bet that guy doesn't have to do an ops review. And someone else said, I'll bet he doesn't have any deliverables either. And so here were people sitting around a table who the combined salaries in that room probably exceeded $2 million and working on supposed important things, all staring with envy at somebody who was probably getting paid $10 an hour, but his job was the leaf blower. And that seemed so satisfying. Yes, yes. And I guarantee you the leaf blower was not checking his email at 10 o'clock at night, missing dinner with his family, right? No, nor was he staring in the window thinking, I wish I was sitting at that conference table doing an ops review, staring at spreadsheets. I can almost guarantee you that's not what he was saying. So the message is not like, go quit your job and pick up a leaf blower, unless that's your thing in life, then more power to you. But it was just so, it was like one of those epiphany moments because it was just, it happened right then. And I thought, oof, what does that say? That, you know, people are just dissatisfied here. They would love to be outside doing something um, yeah, much more tangible. Absolutely. I mean, I think of the end of that movie, Office Space, right? The, the great movie. That Every everything in corporate America that is wrong is in that movie. Right. And the ending, the main character basically quits his corporate job to do construction. Right. And we see Peter right. on his construction site. Part of also why I love that movie is because some of it's filmed on LBJ in Dallas. Yes. And then other right there at LBJ in the tollway. And then other parts are filmed at Breaker and Metric here in Austin. Um, which I did is not know that. which is um Close to a building that I used to work in. Close to a building, yes. You can yes. you can actually see a photo of that in the background of one of their. Um, My cities. goodness! So wow, yeah. But yeah, it's, Peter's, yeah. yeah, he's tied her down to TPS reports, so he's, he's going yes, to construction. Exactly, exactly. And again, you know, a bit of a a caveat here: our brains love always and never. Our brains love black and white, right? Binary thinking, so. Right. We often tie in and I both see clients who say, I just want to take a year off. I just want to, I, I just want to work at a coffee shop. I felt that way. Yeah. Because yeah. you just, you, you need a break. Imagine how you're going to create this transition. 
and you can't figure out how to do it. And so it seems easier to just take something that's already in place that already exists. But what Tyann and I know is that the magic exists in creating what is the best fit for you. Now, if there's a job out there, if there's a business out there that exists, if you've curated you know, something that works perfectly for you, fantastic. You're in like the 1% yeah, on the planet. But if not, you can create what you want. And we want to walk you through today how we did that because you can do the same thing. Exactly. And it's a little bit of woo, which I think 20 years ago when Tyna and and I met, we would have never been into the woo. Right. But we have seen how the the woo actually works. Absolutely. So there is something to when you direct your brain, when you put an intention out into the universe, into the energy of this thing we call you know, a human experience that it starts to, it's like a magnet, right? It starts getting attracted to you. Absolutely. And Diane and I talked about in past episodes that, you know, the first few things we started were just the easy things to transition to. That's, you can do that. That's a, that's a transition, right? That feels very safe. Our brains don't want to explode when we do that. But as you continue on, we want you to continue that investigation, that reflection to right. to find those beautiful micro moments at times or micro moments, right? Combined with the bigger things that you want to do, because there are things that you're already doing in your life, right? Tyann and I, you see all of her books in the background. I don't have, I'm building a library as we speak, but um, Tyann and I were already reading. We're already curating information. We're already figuring out how to make it applicable. We were already doing this when we worked in a traditional role. And so we have transferred that into the business that we have now. And that is one of the benefits that our clients get from us, right? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I was just looking. So this, I'm going to see if I can point to it. That book right there. The four hour work week, which we referenced earlier, was one of the oh, ones nice. I was reading in Capo. And um, there's also one in there somewhere. It's Escape from Cubicle Nation. That's right. So when we talk right. about kind of referencing those whispers, if you're picking up books which have titles like The Four Hour Work Week, Escape from Cubicle Nation, um, The Life Changing Magic of Not Giving an F. Yes. Um, Yes. Just like the what's the soundtrack of your life? Oh, what kind of books are you reading? And uh, maybe that's a clue. Right. Right. Because Tyann has a great exercise she gives her clients um, that helps you to identify what the things are you like, what the yes. things are you don't. Let's yep. talk about that. Okay. So first, um, Kyla and I are still on a journey. So please yes. don't compare your start to somebody else's supposed finish. We're all on a journey. And even and we're all in the middle, by the way. We're all in the middle. That's just it. There's no there's no end until you like drop dead. There's no end. We're all on the journey. And so people that you look at and you think, oh, they're wildly successful. They have all their stuff together. I mean, no, they're on a journey too. They're on a journey too. So uh, one thing, you know, you and I continue to curate, which I love that word, uh, what we want to do and who we want to work with. And I know when I started, as many people do, I had left my corporate job and then started my own business. And there's a bit of that 
if I build it, will they come? Or, you know, I mean, and then you do start to get little clients and they ask you, well, could you do this? And you're like, are you paying me money? Because I could do anything you pay me money to do. (laughs) And so I had had a, a long background in corporate HR and I knew I wanted to do some different stuff. But when people came and asked, well, will you do this corporate HR type project? You know, you're like, well, sure, I could do that with my eyes closed. It's no biggie. Uh, so here's the truth. The more you do work you don't want to do, the more work you don't want to do is going to come your way, right? So right. be really right. careful. And then one exercise that I got a couple years ago, which I love, and I do this periodically, it's just a red, yellow, green. And I go back and I look at my clients for the year or the quarter or whatever. And then I look at the kind of work I did with them. Mm. And so you can just have this in two columns. You can sketch it out. You can have a spreadsheet, whatever. And this is where I tap into my body's somatic response is I don't let my brain overthink this. Go watch out for your yes. sneak brain. That's I right. just go through and I label, I just color code. Is this red? Which is, I didn't like it. Like, full stop. I don't want to do it again. Makes me feel, ugh. Or is this... Is that the client or the project? It could be the client or or the project or some combination thereof. Right. Something about right. it was so yuck. I don't want to do it again. Then I have my yellow category, which is maybe the client was great, but I didn't love the project. Maybe the project was great, but the client was kind of eh. Or maybe there was just some kind of eh, you know, about something. So it's right. worth digging in more and revisiting. And then there's green. Love the client, love the work, would say yes to whatever it is next time, 100%. And it's amazing. Again, just capture that top of mind. Don't overthink it. And when you go through, you're like, oh, these are the kinds of things I'm attracted to. I liked. This is the kind of stuff that makes me want to poke myself in the eye. If I ever had to do another compensation and benefits market analysis, that'd be a day too soon, Kyla. Can I do that? Absolutely. Can I do it really well with proficiency? Absolutely. Yes. My zone of genius? Yes. No. No, no, no. And again, back to the sort of the micro moments, we want you to do, you know, we would encourage you to do red, yellow, green on, you know, take an inventory of everything that you're doing, things that you probably take for granted. So, so, does an alarm go off, Right. If you don't want an alarm to go off, if you just want to wake up the way Tyann and I wake up, which is naturally, then you would put red on the alarm, right? Kyla, I know you love alarms so much. You love that sound. It's a PTSD trigger. Some old trauma, yes, from uh, from the alarms going off for so many years. Right. But what else are you doing that, no, I just do this thing for fun. I like to look up articles on neuroscience, if you're me, right? That's a green for me. But it's something that I'm already doing. And now it's something that I give my benefit, the benefit of to my clients, because I take neuroscience and I make it applicable to them so that they can, they can know more about how to hack their brain to get what they want. I love that so much. And it's very much along the same lines as books. Uh, We've talked before, you know, I like to read. And so now as I'm reading the latest business book or self-help or autobiography or whatever, that's an additional value I'm able to add to my clients. So when you hear me talking, you will often hear me say things like, I was reading an article where, 
Um, And just like you, you can talk about, well, the latest brain research actually says blah, blah, blah. So that's additional value adding. It was stuff we were already doing and didn't really get credit or didn't give ourselves credit for before. Yes. Well, and we've also curated a business where that's part of what why why people come to us, why they're attracted to us. Right. I, I remember when I was in grad school saying to someone, I wish someone would pay me and I would go to school the rest of my life. Right. And there's Student a version of, of that that is played out. Yeah. Right. Because yeah. all of the learning, all of the discovery, all of the conferences I go to, all of the books that I read, the articles, the conversations I have with thought leaders, all of that is a piece of what my clients experience with me and get the right. value of from me. Right. And guess right. what? That's a business expense now. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's not an on top of you're like, no, this is this is part of my business. And so when you want to be part of. Yeah. It's just and it's allowing yourself to go there. And so thinking about these micro moments, what would red, yellow, green be throughout the day? Um, Often I ask clients, um, when do you eat lunch? And much like me with that 16 meeting day, I was like, what's lunch? I've heard that's a myth. That's a thing that other people do. I don't have time for that. Like, you know what happens to your brain when you don't give it food? Lunch is a luxury. When do you eat? Do you eat over your keyboard? Mm. I'm not. Do you think they eat over their keyboard in France, Kyla? No, no, they do not. Nor in Italy. Are they eating that wonderful croissant over their keyboard? Yes. I mean, first of all, they don't even have takeaway in in most of Europe. Yeah. Um, Second of all, there's there's siestas for several hours a day right and and again all of this is available to anyone that's listening you do not have to live in europe to create this life you can create whatever life you want and if it doesn't exist that's where the magic is so one thing that kind of again we're still putting all this together for our own selves but One thing I know we're more focused on health than we used to be. And because we went through some stuff before, some of it's got some lasting health implications for us right now. So I was seeing a doctor about some things. And one thing that they just said is you're going to have to really listen to your body and be good to yourself. Okay. Well, if my lower energy time of the day is in the afternoon, and sometimes I'm just really fatigued. And so that's a thing. You know, in the past, I would I would try to make excuses or I would say like, oh, gosh, you know, well, if I just take a nap today, then I'll, I'll work all night and I'll make up for it or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if that's not a good time for me, let me arrange my day so that that's not a time when I'm expected to perform or be on 100 percent. And guess what? We can do that now. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, we our our businesses, our lives are so much more in alignment with who we naturally are, right? Right. And we live in a society, again, created during the Industrial Revolution for machines, by the way, just to recap, for machines, not people, Mm -hmm. to not take into account that every person is different. And the way that Tyann and I work is different. And so we go to an office that only has one schedule that doesn't work for everyone. Right. Yeah. And again, thinking about, you know, your energy management versus your time management. And like you, I get creative um, 
later in the day, more at night. I want to do um, deep work, usually midday. I want to do slow mornings. I want to have time in nature. I have workout classes I go to during the middle of the day. And you, that is, (laughs) who are you, Kyla? Yeah. Those are decisions that were aligned with what works best for my energy, my, um, my, I mean, we kind of think of it as like body clock. Mm -hmm. And again, you can create a version of your week, of your day, of your month, of your year that is in more alignment with who you are just by observing what is working in your life, what isn't. We talked about uh, such a powerful uh, exercise that I heard about a coach did uh, who was a very famous coach at the company we used to work for. Hmm. And she did an exercise where you've you've heard of vision boards, right? Which is setting intentions for the future. I have- We're a big fan. There you go. Right there. Um, Tyann loves vision boards as well. I do have one right behind my screen intention right with a vision board but she had them do two exercises one was a vision board but step one was to create a sort of status quo board and this was the life that you had and then the vision board was the life that you want and part of let me guess kyla were those two things the same (laughs) in no case ever were they the same right one of these things is not like the other right Right. um first would be much closer given our life now, right? right? And that's another difference between our life now and our life then. So, but what a friend of mine found as she was doing this first exercise was that time, every form of time is where she had misalignment, Oof. right? Because she had no margin in her day, in her schedule, in her management of everything else in her life. That was really what was the biggest single factor. So, so- yeah. How did that manifest in, in her vision board, the the time theme? Yeah, the time. So when she created her future vision board, yeah. she actually ended up physically moving. Wow. So that the margin would expand. Wow. Right. Good for her. So it's so amazing how often I have clients say to me, well, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, you you can do that. But you're choosing not to do that. And so let's figure out what are the what are the obstacles in your brain telling you that then we can turn into your action plan. Okay. I have two activities that I love by two guys that are such gurus for us. So Marcus Buckingham, one of our celebrity crushes uh, that I got to meet and fangirl all over. I sure did. And so he he is this one exercise and it's so easy. You might dismiss it in its simplicity. But he says, get a three by five card or, you know, uh, again, we, Kyle and I like analog stuff. You can do a note on your phone, whatever. And on one side, you write, love it. And on the other side, you write, loathe it. Or you can put in the words of uh, our friend Lisa, you can put yucks and yays. I mean, whatever words, whatever words resonate for you. And as you go through the day, capture things that you like. And that could be, I got to have a cup of coffee this morning, or I got to sit in bed and play Wordle, or I got to go on the back patio, or I got to eat a croissant, or, you know, I talked with somebody and I really enjoyed that, or I listened to a good podcast, whatever, write those. And then on the loathe it, maybe that's where I would have put sit in a corporate ops review, Um, or deal with the problem, you know, whatever. 
And so as you keep those, you can start to see patterns. And that can be really helpful, especially if you get overwhelmed just uh, because you're so in it right now, you might not even have that brain space to kind of dream and imagine. So that that's one. Um, Michael Hyatt is another guy that I recommend all the time, and he's got podcasts and books. And one of the things he said one time, I thought, oof, this was so good. He said, what would have to happen for that to be possible? So instead of saying, well, I could never work remotely, or that sounds good to be you, Kyla, but I could never go camping for a week and get off the grid. I could never do that. Well, instead of that, just think, what would have to happen for that to be in place? Yeah. Um, would you yes. need a more understanding boss? Would you need a laptop? I mean, like you can just go through, uh, would you need more income? I mean, whatever it is, yes. you can list it out. And then guess what? We can solve for those things. Absolutely. Which is such a great segue into what can our listeners do? So they've they've realized they don't want to go back to the right. physical office. They right. want to have more freedom and flexibility. They want to move more into their purpose. Right. What are some of the practical steps that they can take to start this, this discovery of, of finding said companies, creating it, creating their, you know, a job that doesn't exist? Right. So I would say, don't <laughs> just decide you're fed up and you go into your boss's office and say, take this job and shove it, a la the Johnny Paycheck song. Uh, again, our whole podcast is about how can we build easy steps and bridges, and we're just turning the page. We're not setting your world on fire in a bad way. So uh, <laughs> resist that because there's steps we can do. So a couple things that I'm thinking of is, can we focus on outcomes over location and equipment. And so, you know, this could be something you just start manifesting because if you put this energy out there, you'll be amazed at how much more creative um, and opportunities you can you can see in the world. And so one I like to say is outcomes. If your company is a butts and seats, seven to seven kind of company that only believes you can be productive when you're in your cubicle, if that's what management believes, you know, your ability to affect change there honestly might be zero. I mean, I've been in leadership positions where my ability to affect that was zero. And so if that's the case, that's good data because now I know where to spend my energy, right? Is I can start looking for places or start imagining places that it's all about outcomes and not ours. Yes, yes. And we know so many companies who focus on outcomes. And by right. the way, they're, they're more there. successful. Right. And so one of the things that's interesting right now is, I mean, if you kind of go back to pandemic and then what we heard, like the great resignation or the big quit or whatever you wanted to call it. And I was talking to one of the experts at Gallup and because that's one of the fun things I get to do now is talk to yeah. people. Right. And he said, what we have found is that people have fundamentally changed how they believe about work. And the pandemic made people really start this, these conversations about reevaluating what's important. Yes. And then so people saying, you know what, I don't want to go back to normal. You know, I don't want to go back to that. And so that's great because what Kyle and I are seeing now is that, yes, there's traditional companies and there's other places that are laying off. But guess what? The unemployment rate has not seen a statistically significant increase. And so... These people are going somewhere. 
And just like she was talking about earlier, the smart companies are scooping up great talent and focused on outcomes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and you know, I just want to repeat what Tyan just said. The unemployment rate, not, it's not different. So, mm-hmm. and if, if I go out into the world today and I say, are we in a recession? Is, our, is, is unemployment high? Most people would say yes. Right. But that's not what the data shows. Exactly. So again, I, we just want to keep calling out your brain. As Tyan said a little while ago, your brain is tricky. Your brain wants you to stay where you are because it thinks that is safe. Mm-hmm. because it is not efficient to do something new. And our brains love efficiency. That's how we stay it alive, right? Right. So we want you to also question your brain because as you start to take these steps, I promise you your brain is going to say, this is a terrible idea. They don't know what they're talking about. They're unicorns and I right. can't do this. We're like, not unicorns. It's you know the story, Kyla, about that. About... About um, people creating remote work or deciding that the old way that they worked wasn't going to work anymore. And so things that they did to have a position um, now and build a team and all that stuff. Do you have that story? Oh, yes. Yes. So um, I have two close friends that are work for Fortune 50 companies who have been asked to go you know, back to the physical office. And what I'm finding that that is resulting in for them is they are looking for a new job. And surprise is not just the physical location, but there's also a lot of companies that are saying you must be located in these locations because companies got really angry for no reason. There's tax implications. Okay, let's just put that. Right. Yes, there are tax Create nexus and that kind of thing. Yeah, I get it. That's real. But Companies got really angry that people moved without asking their permission during the pandemic. Right. We have friends who did this. Yes, exactly. So we as we we see a lot of companies saying, you know, not only do you have to go back to a location, but you can only go back to these locations. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And so to Diane's point, scooping up talent. These people that I'm thinking about have been trying to build a team where and they had access to people all across the country, potentially the world. And now they're being told you have to locate, co-locate to only these couple locations. Right. And they're losing talent that lives in other locations. And then other companies are scooping up that talent, right? right. And so the, your intention, which is supposedly to find the best and the brightest and create the best in business and company, is is being altered by this Again, false narrative that you just made up that data doesn't support to be in a certain location. And so we want to ensure that you're questioning your brain, questioning, you know, these belief systems, questioning common knowledge, because when we started questioning, that's when we realized that a lot of this was made up. Right. No, it's made up. And think about this from a, a talent perspective. You know, you go fishing. Well, if you put your hook in a tiny puddle, you know, are you going to catch any talent or anything in there? Probably not. But if you just go, you know, one click over and you put your fishing pole in the bigger pond, you, you've you cast a much wider net, which, by the way, we know statistically helps us from a thought diversity and all these other points of view, right? 
So I really think the companies who say you have to be located in this city, in this part of town and be able to get yourself to this office, which is an hour and a half commute for you, I really think they are going to, um, I mean, they're just missing out on people. And even from a client perspective, again, right up until the pandemic hit me personally in March 2020, I had never done anything virtually. You know, maybe the occasional Skype call or something like that, but I can probably count on one hand how often that had happened. And even people saying, well, could you deliver your content or your your classes online? I was like, what? I don't know. How would that work? Well, guess what? Now that's just a part of how we work. And I have so many more clients because of it that, you know, travel was prohibitive or travel budgets or whatever. So now I have this awesome cohort of clients that it just expanded what I could do. Yes, me too. Me too. I started getting, that's when I started getting international clients, um, clients, different time zones. So again, we want you to question, you know, if you, if you have a business that you want to move in a new direction, oh, there's no, there's no business in that area. Is there, is that true always, right? Can you not find one instance where it's not true? Um, we, my husband and I were just recently watching that movie air, uh, about Michael Jordan with the, we 90s. saw that that was so good. Wasn't it? It was so interesting. And what I didn't know is that Michael Jordan's mother set a completely new precedent, right? Michael Jordan, because yeah. she asked, she did, Actually, she demanded, she, she demanded good for her. And so, and look at the generational wealth that he has built and the value for Nike and I thought that other part of the movie, sorry to spoil this for anyone, but we created a shoe specifically for him as opposed to you have to fit into our current shoe models. Yes. And I'm like, oh, yes. what a great analogy for life. So back to your back to your great Michael Hyatt question. Mm-hmm. Say it yeah. again. What would have to happen? What would have to, you know, happen and for us to for this thing to be true? So whatever it is I'm going for, what would have to happen? Yes. And no judgment around the answers on that. Yes, yes. Because what we have found is that you're going to be shocked at the answers. Yeah. Because again, our brain, our brain that loves safety is going to tell you you're going to die. There's a lion that's going to attack you if you go after this. And then you start thinking, okay, well, what would it take? Right. In, in actuality. And what if I didn't want to give up anything in my lifestyle and I wanted to expand my lifestyle, which we've both done, by the way. So if we wanted, because so many of my clients say, well, I have to give up this. No, you don't. Again, also just made up. So what would it take? And start looking at what your brain offers you, because that's where all prefrontal cortex is where all the long-term wisdom, best interests live, right? When we access that, that's when we can see all of the answers. Lower brain, you're going to die. A lion is going to get you, right? right? Just stay in your job. You have a 401k. Stay right. in your business. Your your clients expect you to do this kind of work. Well, what if the what if these clients over here want you to do these kind of work? And that's what you really oh. want to do, right? Right? Are you willing to to transition the things that you don't want for the things that you do? Because what Tyan and I know is you have to create space for the things that you want. Right. Otherwise, Absolutely. you'll just keep recycling the things that you. Have. So there's two quick um, example, like real life things that I know we have both done. So for me, one of the first things that I did in terms of like, okay, what do I like? What do I not like? Um, I hated having to be downtown Austin 
four meetings at 8 a.m. Because guess what? You know where I live. I'm in a, a suburb outside of Austin, out in the beautiful hill country, which is lovely. And it takes, let's say, an hour and 15 minutes to get downtown on a good day, assuming that there's no, you know, horrific traffic, you know, which we know there always is. So for me to be at an eight o'clock meeting also meant I had to find parking downtown, which, you know, that's super fun. So it meant I would have to leave my house at, let's say, 730 at the latest, which meant then I would have to get up at 630 or, you know, take care of things at the house. Maybe it was sick, all this stuff. And I thought, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so one of the things I just said is I'm not taking eight o'clock meetings downtown. And you know what, Kyla? I had zero pushback on that because when clients would ask, when are you available? I would say, oh, I'm available at 10. Okay. I have not had one client say that's completely unacceptable. You know, I'm not going to work with you because you're only available at 10. And same thing. I don't take five o'clock or four o'clock meetings downtown because I know getting out of there is going to be a bear. So that was just a real easy thing to notice. You know what? I don't like this. I don't like it. And what can I do? Oh, I can just set a little boundary. Surprise. It works. And so one thing you and I kind of were transitioning to over the past um, recent time is not doing Mondays and Fridays or reevaluating what Mondays and Fridays look like. And, you know, I might still be working or thinking about work or, or maybe not, but I typically don't take client meetings or do deliveries of training programs on Mondays and Fridays. Because it's just absolutely those are the worst days of the week for everybody. So why set yourself up for failure? And you just you're like, so when someone asks, when are you available? I'm available Wednesday at 10. That's right. That's we'll right. stop. You know, and I know that that Tyann and I <clears throat> we 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 both think very highly of one of our previous employing founders, which was Michael Dell. We both think very highly of him. Right. And he is a, I love the name of his latest book, Win But Play Nice. Mm-hmm. Is, is that the name of it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. that is the, that is Michael Dell to a court. Win But Play Nice. That is literally some things that he taught us when we worked there. And working for one of the OG entrepreneurs in yeah. tech yeah. was, yeah. I learned more at that job than any other job in my whole career. And I always say the school of that was yeah. more valuable than my actual MBA. Yes, yeah. yes. I completely got an MBA working in Dell. But I remember vividly, there were so many lessons I learned from Michael watching the way he led. And we're not saying Michael Dell is end-all, be-all, is a leader, and we in every experience we had there was perfect. But his his instincts as an entrepreneur and a leader I know that there's alignment and there was lessons that we learned. And I was just remembering this moment where he had a leadership team meeting once a week, let's let's just say. And I remember someone I knew was in there presenting. And so they got to hear some of the side conversations that were happening. And and one of the top leaders, let's call it like the top five leaders in the company, was talking to Michael Dell and saying, you know, hey, by the way, this meeting time isn't going to work for me anymore because I have to pick up my kid you know, I don't really know how to manage this. And Michael said something to the effect of, you know, you need to do what's best for you in your personal life. And Mm. you're not asking me how I manage my personal life. And I'm not going to ask you how you manage your personal life. So 
you know, if you need to call in, if you need to, and we could talk about rescheduling, you know, whatever. So, you know, I'm always blown away with how many people don't ask yeah. because again, we, we have these, a lot of societal beliefs, especially for women it gets right? stuck. It gets stuck. Yeah. that there's a box and there's, there's box. not a box. It's just made up. There is no box. Okay. So we want you to be observing, reflecting, asking the questions, questioning what you think is true and really deciding what, what would be in your dream life and career and continuing to move closer to that and knowing that it is a continuous journey. Okay, Kyla, so I'm going to give our our listeners um, a third thing. So we talked about Marcus Buckingham and the Love It Low that Michael Hyatt and the what would have to be true for this to be possible. The third thing is my one of my favorite questions of what would you do if you were brave? Mm. And because this, you know, okay, great. Maybe you feel stuck, but what would you do if you were brave? Hypothetically speaking, what would you do? Would you question or at least ask the question, is this meeting still necessary? Mm. Or since when do all meetings default to an hour? Could this meeting happen in 45 minutes? Could it happen in 35 minutes? Uh, just because Outlook defaults to 30 minutes and an hour doesn't mean your life has to default to that. So could you be brave and ask? Could you be brave and ask, could I change my schedule around to allow me to pick up my kids or allow me to check in on my elderly parent or whatever? Could you do that? You know, do we still even need to have this topic or have we sufficiently, you know, beat this dead horse and we can move on? But I'll guarantee if you never ask, the answer is always no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, what would you absolutely, do absolutely, and and it, and if the answer is no, then it's another data point, right? Right, right. That maybe now this isn't the right business for you, the right company for yeah. you. Um, you know, I will tell you that I think that it is very telling that the consulting work I do has basically no meetings, right? Tell us more about that because that that kind of blows people's heads. I know, I know. But isn't it interesting that the company that that I mean, I, I consult with several companies, but one main one right now, and they want me focused on outcomes. Mm-hmm. They want me doing deep thinking. They want me contributing the value that I bring to the table. Why would they waste my time mm-hmm. being in meetings? And isn't that telling? Wow. Okay, right. Kyla, I feel like you're going to need to say that about, uh, again for like the people in the back, because this is a well-known company. This is not some, you know, thing that no one's ever heard of. This is a well-known company. Cutting edge, actually. Yeah, that has put this out there. So this stuff exists. Right. That's right. That's right. And again, it's it's simply directing your brain. So use the exercises that we've given you in this episode and uh, continue to find what are what are the things that you want and then what are the things standing in your way and a really easy way to figure out how to fix an op- obstacle is to turn it on its side right ask it ask it in a 180 way yeah. um and again begin begin taking those boundaries of obstacles as something that you can solve which i we promise anyone who's listening is solving a thousand problems every day, all day long in their right. corporate life, in their family life. It, you know, that is that is the society we live in now. 
Well, you know, Kyla, one thing I did just to tell everyone, okay, what would have to be true for me to not take meetings on Mondays or Fridays or not at 8 a.m.? I thought, well, I'll have, you know, less time for those things. How about I just charge more? <laughs> hey, how about that? I'm like, okay, that's a solution. Guess what? Did it. <laughs> and it was fine. Exactly. exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Don't get stuck so in the what, what is the value you bring to the world? And what do you want to charge for that? Right? There you go. Not what are they going to pay you? Mm. Yes. That's not the way tie-in and I work. Right. What's your value? It is, what is this value worth? And then what is the correlating fee investment, you know, for that? Yeah. Also, again, it salaries are made up, right? A thousand percent. Yeah. It's just someone decided that's what this job is worth. Right. And that is the, one of the many possibilities, opportunities of having your own business is that the sky is the limit. Absolutely. So we want to close as we always do talking about what is something fun we get to do because we have created this life in hopes that it inspires you to think about all the things you would do. And again, those go on your your list that you're keeping, right? What are those micro macro moments that you would add to your life if you actually had the time, if you maybe had more freedom and flexibility? So what's something fun that's going on with you, Tyan? Well, so our youngest daughter is graduating from high school this week, which, I mean, for those of us who who know her, we're like, oh, my God, when did that happen? Because she's five, right? But it occurred to me, I'm not sure how many people would think this is fun, but the part of it for me that has been fun is thinking, okay, we've got family coming in. There's, you know, there's a lot of events to coordinate and all that kind of stuff. I'll tell you, when I was working back in corporate and I felt chained to my desk, this would have been such an anxiety-producing week. I, I would have needed a whole lot of Xanax to get through it, um, back to being medicated. And so because I, I I would have been trying to figure out how do I fit all that other stuff in on top of my, I have 16 meetings today. Yes. And you'd be very relaxed in Austin traffic and, you know, commuting home. So that's good. Super relaxed, right? So now... I have the freedom and flexibility to set my schedule for the week. So guess what? I've got, you know, one deliverable or one client thing I'm doing. But then on Thursday and Friday, I don't have any meetings because, you know, I get to be the boss of me, right? And then I'm not worried, even though all this family's coming in. I think previous me would have been really um, worried or fixated on where am I going to put everybody? What are they going to do for food? How are we going to get from the house to the stadium for graduation? Just all those little things. You had no margin. I had no margin. So the thought of anything new really um, increased my anxiety. And it just occurred to me that I'm like, I'm not super anxious about that stuff. I mean, I just want her to have a great experience. People are going to come in. She's going to graduate. If we eat McDonald's takeout, that's what we're going to have. Although we won't because that's not my jam. However, you know what I'm saying? Um, It's fine. I I just don't have to twist myself into a pretzel or get super anxious about a neat family milestone like that. Yes. Yes. And you've that that lack of margin also does not make space for magic. Right. How could you have any magic? That's I mean, the the magical things that have happened to Tyann and I. Since we left corporate America, 
We should do a whole episode on that, actually. We should. Yeah, we'll come up with that. I mean, you meeting Marcus. You like, I mean, yes, we're going to stay tuned. We're going to do that. Magical things that have happened. Yeah, I'm writing that down. Um, so what is a, a fun bonus thing for you? So I, like you, have a, a youngest who is quickly aging. Um, she still seems five. It's my niece. Uh, I don't have children. So my niece and my nephew are like my children. Darling. My job is to spoil them rotten. And so they, uh, my niece is coming uh, to spend some time with us. And I decided we're going to go pick blueberries and strawberries and blackberries oh my at a local farm that is near us. And I, and I think about maybe I'll even make some jam. I mean, I love that so much. Why I would not? totally do that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, and I think about one, I would have never gone to pick any produce when oh. I was in corporate America because who has time for that? Right. Um, secondly, I wouldn't have been living on 25 acres on a lake and have these farms near me. Right. Um, and thirdly, I would never have had time to even contemplate the idea of making jam because I had no margin for that. Right. No. So I'm so excited to. Um, spend time with her and do something outdoors. Uh, I love berries. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, think about making some jam because I got some margin. And think about that amazing yeah. memory that you're making with your niece and kind of that that downstream effect of, you know, it's going to be great for you, but it's going to be great for her. And it's also great for her mom who gets a little, a little space yeah. if she can do some other fun things. And so you've just created value for the universe right there. Mm -hmm. It's a great point. Thank you. Ah, so, so many things with our, our margin that we have created and we want each of you to create margin in your life. And so we hope that you will take these, these questions that we've asked in this episode and think about, you know, what is coming into your life as input? What is it that you want to do differently? And how can you start to take steps closer to a life that you really want? Take care, everyone. We'll see you on the next episode. All right. Bye.